two-man. Israel Dalau! Is he? Is he in? You better believe it. New Zealand Rugby's organised a crisis <laughs> meeting with uh, Stephen Larkin. Sit back, relax, put your belt on, enjoy the show. Welcome to this year's first episode of the Draft Rugby Podcast, where we discuss fantasy super rugby, the game they play online in heaven. You may have listened to us last year under our old banner, Fantasy XP Draft, but we've decided to change our name because this year we're taking a new direction. Not only will we be providing weekly Super Rugby Fantasy content through our blog and pods, but we've, we are also launching our own fantasy rugby platform at draftrugby.com. Woo! Yeah, yeah. So I'm your host, Kagi, with 16 <laughs> pod caps, as it were, and uh, I've got my loyal Draft Rugby partners, Harry with 22 caps. Harry, how are you? Very good, mate. Uh, happy to be leading the podcasting caps as well. We'll see how long that lasts. And uh, Nelson, also with 16 caps. How are you, Nelson? Mate, I am full of a Pokeball right now. Full Ex- of kingfish. Excellent. Yeah. And how long, good. how long do you think you'll, you'll keep up with me on... You know, we're tied on 16 caps. How long do you reckon that's going to last? Look, to be fair, it doesn't matter how many you're in. I am still more valuable. Uh, okay, well, we'll just move on because everyone's going to ignore that. Um, as per usual, I'll just get our plugs out of the way. Uh, still check out our website, fantasyxpdraft.com, where you can find all our previous articles, such as the Casualty Ward, the Fantasy Round in Review, and the Stock Market. Uh, and we'll be posting uh, lots of upcoming content about draft about the draftrobio.com platform uh, and 2019 season previews, etc. Um, so check that out, please. And otherwise, get after us on the socials. We are now Draft Rugby on Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. Um, if you're already following us, uh, you still are. We just changed our handles on the same account. But if you're new listeners, get after us at Draft Rugby. Yeah, look, I think it would be remiss of us also to, to forget about our other people that have played big roles in this. So, I mean, who else has had podcast uh, caps here? We've got Nabung with six. Nabung with six. Big shout out to Super Sub. Yeah. And we've got, we've yeah, got Super Blake who had a pretty flimsy appearance and he's also been the weatherman. He has. Blake might fill in again as the weatherman at certain mm. points. We'll see. Uh, either him or we'll get the guy from Family Guy on again. Um, <laughs> yeah. It got rain. Uh, but, um, but yeah, it's no. raining sideways. But who, okay, okay, if we're going to give Nabung, he is the Super Sub. <clears throat> if we're going to give him the title. Who was the Super Sub from last year? I've got my, I've got firmly one in my mind. Let's see if you guys are with me. Say it on three and three. Two, oh, mate, you can't put one, on the spot like that. Minus Skuma. Yeah, I'll go with that. The Lion yeah. Super Sub. Yeah, no, Try it's... every time he came off that bench. Yeah, hard to beat. He's also the greatest ball hog in the competition. <clears throat> Which he... is perfect. <laughs> he is. That's he... what you want. And he looked a bit like a Nazi. Um, but moving on. Um... <laughs> That's a bad thing, for the record. <laughs> yeah, to be clear. You don't, um, get, so... you don't get fantasy points for that. Huge, huge off-season, fellas. It has been. It has been a big one. Wow. It probably looks like we've been doing absolutely nothing, but that's yeah. definitely not true. How about all those podcasts? I remember the last one, I think you said, and uh, get ready for all our podcasts throughout the Rugby Championship and uh, everything else. Look, there, there was a sarcastic tone when we said that, though. It was quiet, but it was there. For the listeners, if you go back to 46 minutes and 37 seconds when they said, no, okay, I made that up, but um, yeah, it, it wasn't sarcastic. No, but yeah, fuck, it's been a big off-season. So what are we up to? This year, we, uh, we're changing everything, basically. Draft Rugby is is the new name. We're going to have our own platform, which has been a dream of ours for many, many years. So we're going to go into that today. That's pretty much the whole topic. Yep. And, yep. and look, well, without further ado, actually, let's um, we're going to stick to our usual professional podcast structure yep. of entree, main course, and dessert. As we are tonight, we've just finished our dinner, but we're usually tucking into our dinner as we record these pods after work. Uh, and this week, our entree uh, for our entree, we're going to talk about how we got here. The evolution of Fantasy XV Draft and how it's led to DraftRugby.com. For the main course, we're going to talk about... We're going to dive into the exciting new Fantasy Rugby platform that is DraftRugby.com, its inner workings, and what makes it the best Fantasy Rugby game in the world. And lastly, for dessert, uh, we will touch on what's to come, uh, particularly like in the following weeks, uh, particularly in terms of content over the next month as we build to... Both the kickoff of Super Rugby 2019, and uh, whether or not Nelson is going to move his Valentine, be able to move his Valentine's Day dinner, um, and or just miss out on the draft. So well, uh, stay tuned. Look, yeah, we are drafting on Valentine's evening, so the rest of us have already told our partners. There's a reason why we do that as well. It's because you've got team lineups, and I mean it's important. You can't do it on Friday because you've got matches. That's um, it. Thursday night's the night. That's when you want to be drafting. And look, I mean. Ellen was the downfall of me last year. 
First year of being married, I felt like I owed her something. But and I think this year I'm just done with it. You know, when you get married, you can't just blame all of your failures on your partner. No, I can't. That's I can 50% blame her for everything. Okay. I've got a sworn that he started that just trying to like incept some ideas in her so he could get her to listen to it. So then that way she was She's more sympathetic. Gonna... But then he just whipped it on his head <laughs> and just blamed everything I'm on her. St- I'm still going to tell her to listen to can it. We, I wish we could do like a shadow draft, see what, what Ellen would have picked and just see if she would outperform Nelson. <laughs> <through a second. laughs> you know I mean? Just like somehow. Just, yeah. Can we see if we can get that Yeah, out? we can do that. All right, well, very good. So, look, we've given a bit of a outline of what we're going to do, but let's just, I guess let's just jump into it. So our entree this week. Let's, yeah, uh, so we're going to run through a few things. So basically, I mean, our team here at, at Draft Rugby, formerly known as Fantasy XV Draft, uh, we've been delivering high-quality fantasy and injury news for Super Rugby for the last few seasons. We think so. Yeah, and look, I mean, <laughs> and we've tried to offer something else each each year. So confidence, Harry, confidence. Yeah, Harry. the first year was just articles. Last year we added the podcast, mm. um, and there's big things to come in, in 2019. We, but we should note we've had we've had lots of praise and lots of demand <clears throat> for the casualty ward. You know, we've had some people ask Massive. us about you know possibly look, putting it into XMLs we could push every week and uh, you know charge people money for it. Out, but, yeah, but I mean, we offer that to our loyal listeners. We do it out of love. We do it out of love. Yeah. That's it. Passion. Yeah. Nelson and I um, obviously both love injuries as well, just considering that that's pretty much your profession. So, true, yeah, very absolutely. true. Yeah. Um, so basically, yeah, we've outside of that, we've been running our own fantasy comp for since 2012. Um, there's eight of us each week. Uh, we, we're fanatical. I mean, that's an understatement, I think. We basically, we have eight people. We do a league format um, where to win that league... <laughs> what just happened? To win that, uh, to win the league, you have to have an in-depth understanding of stats, history, and basically every injury. And that's where basically each of our articles have come from. We've gone, what do we need to try and win, and then how do we offer that to other people? That's it. It's kind of like the, the amount of passion dictates how much of all of your free time you dedicate to this. And um, you know, Look, it's been it's been a lot of that for the last couple of years for us, and still remains to be. In fact, is arguably more so now than ever. Really, well, I've I've been dating Ellen since two thousand ten. So there's been two years that she had Still remarkable, but yeah. full attention of Nelson, and then she's had nothing during rugby season for the last six or so. It's, well, you've set a good precedent. So yeah, exactly. It shouldn't it's, be too hard to get a Valentine's Day. It's only, yeah, it's only going to get worse. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically, each of us would build our own, um, our own spreadsheets with our own formulas, we'll have our own magical stats, uh, whether it's points per minute, uh, your three-game average, your five-game average. We also worked uh, in the last couple of years with value-based drafting, where you're looking at positions compared to the, everyone in that position um, and the value of last pick. So it's been it's pretty complicated, but that's stuff we look to, to be sharing with you guys. Yeah, I think, I think every year it's got progressively more complicated, um, <coughs> whether it be yeah the amount of, of work we've had to do, the amount of kind of way that we've broken it down, but also just... You know, it started with um, it started with I guess just you two. I mean, I came in like, a couple of years after you started, but it, it came in with you two just running the Excel spreadsheet. Eventually, we moved to Google Sheets so we could have some shared documents, shared a load a bit, mm, kind yeah. of just. Uh, but I guess what has really remained gradual. what has remained consistent is Thursday nights at the pub, trade night, religiously. Yeah, the social side of it. The social. That's side. something something special about it, definitely. Um, look, this upcoming season provides us a great opportunity to offer something much greater than what we have. I think to the rugby community, um, we've decided to take that next logical step. Everything's been building towards it, so we thought, why not? And we're going to fill that gap left by Fox Sports um, and them exiting in this realm for the 2019 season. That's true, and it should be noted. You know, we got yeah. after Fox Sports for years to to try and make a product like this, and. Uh, they didn't. They didn't listen. So, you know. Um, they look, they just don't have the big bucks like us. They're lost. They're yeah. lost. They don't have the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Not like us. Uh, but <laughs> we, we thought it was really important to state that uh, we have decided to do this off our own backs, right? So this is three blokes that have just, you know, we, we, we love the game. We love fantasy footy and we want to build this from the ground up ourselves. So <clears throat> Kagi's been fun employed for the last, I don't know, 30 years? Long time. It's been a while. <laughs> he's been employed at, at times, but he just doesn't do anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, but basically, you know, we, we've got yeah. a few few people that we know as personal friends or Kagi himself building the website and coding the website himself. So if you're wondering why you haven't seen a whole list of details at the moment, it's, it's purely because we're making sure that things run very smoothly before <clears> we actually put it out there. Yeah. Um, and when Nelson says we have a big budget, what he means is we're running at a significant loss no matter what happens. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, <laughs> we, 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 uh, 
we are, we are definitely doing it for the love of it and we, we hope you can come along for the journey and hopefully this podcast I guess gives you a really good insight of exactly where we're at and what you've got look, to look forward to for 2019 and yeah and I think a strong part of that is you know we're talking about the, the rugby community the fantasy rugby community there's a great community that we've kind of built and really gotten to know on social media particularly through Twitter and things like that the last couple of years and I think there's a lot of like-minded people. I mean, shout out to the ERB podcast. You know, we're very uh, good friends with them. Talk to them very, fairly often. And uh, yeah, there's kind of just this gap for this draft-style product. That it's, yeah, it just doesn't exist for yeah. rugby. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's some basic models, there's things out there. And I mean, reason why we don't have the product 100% up right now for you to see, which will change in the next week or so, is because we don't want to have something that's there. We want to have something that is... What we think far better than anything out there. So a lot of work's going into it and a lot of stuff's being done and you will see it over the next coming weeks. Definitely. And something we'll build with the community. So yep. looking forward to feedback and slowly making it better and better and better. Um, and yeah, keep going with that. So probably the, the big three things that we've kind of talked about a little bit on Twitter so far, but just to kind of go over it in our blog <clears> so far. I mean, the biggest one is it's a draft style fantasy rugby competition. So the competitions that most people would have played in the past, including Fox Sports, that uh, that has been the most popular, is a, a fantasy kind of cash-based game where you have a budget and then everyone buys <coughs> a player. And the idea is, or what we see as the big downfall is, firstly, you spend all your time trying to work out what budgets are of people's prices rising and falling, and injuries just seem to really uh, affect that a lot as well, where they, I don't believe they should affect something, you, something you try like that. To, you'd also try to pick someone up after two weeks where they've been good, just so you know they'd bump up, and yeah. there's no value to any actual structure or team. It's not, it's not really about the rugby, it's trying to work out the finances, which, which we don't love. Uh, and then the other thing is, you know, there's no limitation on who can have what players. So it ends up all the people in the top hundred or thousand of the of the competition have of a 15 man team, 12 players overlapping or eight players overlapping. So all of a sudden, it's the one outlier, which is the guy that makes all the difference, and it just takes a lot of interest away. So our draft style fantasy, basically the way it works is you pick a team with 23 players, unique team. A unique team with 23 players with your competition, mm-hmm. uh, and no one else will have any of those players. So every time they take the field, you're the only person in your competition that has any kind of bearing on what happens when they go out there and perform. So there's head-to-head matchups across the board where everything is unique. Yeah. So instead of instead of the the financial component of fantasy rugby platforms and other fantasy sport platforms, basically. They're trying to run it so that, you know, in football, like you're a club manager, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so same here with rugby. They're trying to make it the financial component, make it more like you're running a rugby team that you're <clears> having <throat> to pick your players within a budget. But what we're, what we're doing is making unique players. So we don't have the budget, but you have your unique teams of 23 players and those it, valuable assets you can trade with other people, me, things like that. Yeah, to me, it feels more like you're that manager, you know? Yeah. These are players you love and you want on board. Absolutely. And you don't have to do these math equations to well, try and figure out what the person's going to be well, it's, it's more about like you know if you, if you have players you really really love you're, like if someone else has got him like you can't you have to earn yeah, him yeah, and yeah, trade exactly. with him it's not just think it I'll through. just decimate half my team sell to get someone you know yeah um, well the, the downside really to the financial model is that everyone can have the same player it's yeah, not exactly. that finance let's face it everyone had Danny McKenzie last year oh yeah 100%, 100%. yeah, yeah. 100%. so that, that's the first one draft style picking in you own your player right the second one is it's you're, you're in individual leagues so you can have a league of up to 8 people that's kind of the maximum number where you can support enough free agents that you have active players every single week across your full team uh, and you play your mates basically or you get a group of seven people together that are of eight other people eight people seven other people that are interested adding then you yeah adding each other on yeah each week so we can compare leagues no problem but realistically it's about you and the seven other competitors that you're going up against each week so instead of signing up to a platform playing everyone else that's on the platform the thousands and thousands of people and all that matters is the end result, the end of the season of how many points you don't you don't care about Joe Bloggs you care about me beating you. No, and that's, and that's the thing. That's another component. With the, the model of being more like you're a manager <clears> running a team is because you have a team of unique players and your actual team plays another team each week. Yeah. And you only get points if your team wins. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So that, that head-to-head matchup is <clears throat> probably the big one, right? Like it's not a, just a general competition across the board. So you're going to, each week, it doesn't matter if you have the second biggest 
uh, score, but your competitor has the biggest score. If you lose, you lose. Mm. You're whack- racking up competition points for a table rather than a total fantasy score. And then from there, you get finals and everything off the back of that because of what is a meaningful matchup in yep. week in, week out. And, 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 it's, and it's just that, you know, that just replicates up comp- like actual competitions more. Because, Much, yeah. you know, in, in, these prof- in the professional era, some, a lot of these teams... You know they're all fantastic, but on any given day, the team could beat another team if they just turn up. Yeah. You know, and that's what it's about. Well, yeah. and it makes I, it lifelike. I yeah. think the other thing is, you know, like you take the same comparison in Super Rugby. We don't go to the end of the season and goes, okay, well, who scored the most tries? You're our winner. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. So, so yeah, so we followed on from this very successful US fantasy sports from this because, yeah, they yeah, exactly. know how it's done and no one else seems to do it, and we can't figure out why. But <laughs> it works incredibly well for rugby, and that's why we're doing it. Yeah, exactly. You want to roll across into the main course? Sounds good. Yeah, I'm hungry. Let's do it. Main course. All right. So for main course, yeah, we were going to eat. Well, he's always hungry. Mate. <laughs> Look, that's uh, you have to ha- you have to have a high intake diet if you want to win the draft, uh, Harry. That's what I did last year, and it's worked perfectly. So um, how does it work for the other years? Last year, Nelson. That's all that matters. Um, should we go into Nelson's last year? No, okay, never mind. Um, Main course. So, yeah, look, uh, we kind of started already and we're, obviously, we're probably going to repeat ourselves a lot during this podcast, but what we're doing is we're diving into the specifics of how the DraftRugby.com platform works. So we've covered a little bit leagues. So we started talking about leagues. You create leagues with your friends. Um, you can have less than eight players. So you can have leagues of up to eight players. doesn't matter. I, eight players is ideal because there's 15 Super Rugby teams and with eight players, you everyone gets a starting player and a bench player. Um, and your bench player is still going to be a, a starting player in a Super Rugby team. Yeah. So if you had more than that, then you'd be picking up players that aren't actually starting every week. So exactly. our goal is to have full squads of 23 players where you have one sub for each position mm-hmm. and 15 starters, and every single one starts every single week if you've organised yourself properly. That's it. Yep. So on Friday, if uh, your hooker gets injured and goes down, you have your bench player you can sub in, and he's going to start and play, and you can right. actually get get involved with him. So, yeah, so leagues, um, yeah, if you if you don't have eight players and you create one, you're just going to have automatic buys. You don't want to do that, but, yeah. you know, we yeah. understand if you can't find that eighth person. Just, just find that eighth person. Right? Yeah, um, seriously, just get someone involved. Um, the, the big downfall, imagine you have an awesome team that week that gets the biggest score possible and you don't verse anyone. You get nothing really out Man, of I'd it. be gutted. I'd be losing my mind. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so, all right. Um, anything else to talk about leagues, really? Um, oh, what about, I mean, we can talk about our, our bonus points, that sort of stuff. Bonus points? Yeah, okay. So, um, right. Uh, every time your team plays uh, in a head-to-head matchup against another team, um, you get awarded points just like a super rugby team would in the competition. So you get four points, uh, zero points for a loss, two points for a draw. But um, you can get attacking uh, and losing bonus points. So in Super Rugby, I, nowadays I think it's three tries. If you get three tries, you're going to be leading by three. You're going to be leading by three more tries than the other team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so in our competition, it's going to be uh, if you get over 450 fantasy points. So if your team of starting 15 players combined get over 450 fantasy points. Then so, you'll get a attacking bonus point. And a positive about that is, like, if, if it's a really big week for that the competition, like all those two people playing each other, mm-hmm. you can both still, still get attacking bonus points. That's yeah. it. So if you come so away you, with a narrow loss, but yeah. you were over 450, you're coming away with something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the other avenue of that is, if you lose by under 50 points, um, then you can take a losing bonus point. So <coughs> best case scenario, if you losing if you lose a game, you can come away with two bonus points, an attacking bonus point and a losing bonus point. Yeah. Um, and that's just similar to a competition. So, like in a Super Rugby team, if you lose by under seven points, I think it is still now. If you yeah, lose seven by seven points, points, then you take a, a losing bonus point for the competition. That's yep. right. Yeah. So we just tried to. All this has been set up to be as as like as likened to a real sport. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So, Harry, do you want to take us on the draft? Yeah, the draft. So it's obviously a little bit different to what a lot of people are used to. Basically, what will happen is you'll get your your entire league. And you'll organise a time where everyone's going to sit down together and pick their squad of 23 men. The reality is it does take a little bit of time, but it's, it's amazingly worth it. Out, We would highly recommend that, if at all possible, you get everyone together into one place to, uh, to draft your teams. Because then, I mean, the, the banter and everything associated with that is just way more fun. But basically, you'll organise and enter your uh, drafting order, whether it be something that you've pre-organised or just a random list. And then the first draft pick picks his first player, second draft picks his second player, all the way down to the eighth. And then this initial draft is a snake draft. So once the eighth draft pick picks his player, so he's not too disadvantaged, he also picks the ninth player. 
seventh will pick the tenth player, and it'll go up until the first draft pick picks the sixteenth player. Then again, the first draft pick will pick again the seventeenth. So basically, you pick one to eight, eight to one, one to eight, eight to one, until you've picked your full squad of twenty-three. Uh, this way, you know, it, it, it's it's definitely been argued in the last twelve months that getting the first draft pick isn't actually the best pick because you get the your choice of anyone, but if he doesn't perform, you actually don't get another pick until sixteenth. Nelson, how do you feel about <clears throat> that having first draft pick and coming dead last last year? I don't think it is the best position. I think number three. Three, four, probably three is the best position. All right, as someone who's never got above a top four or top five pick, I think I've always been six or beneath that. Uh, I can tell you that I would love to have first pick every yeah, year. Yeah, I was seventh I last year, year and I, I know I finished second, so pretty, pretty lousy. The only, the only reason that that really, <laughs> the only reason that is really valuable mm. is because you get that first pick. But your first that's three or four people—that's the you, best but, thing. Knowing that you're going to get the player yeah. you want. You don't, you don't, we don't, want we don't predict. Games, you do. <laughs> no, but if you're third, yeah. there's always three guys up there that you definitely should have won. You know I mean, there's there's more than one guy that is got the chance to be that top bloke. So I mean, you're going to put Falau in there. You're going to Mac in there. You got Malcolm Marks in there. Are you going to say you don't want Malcolm Marks if someone else t- takes Dmac? Nelson, you're going to pick. You're trying to talk passionate. your way out of this, and it's it a makes deep, sense. You're digging yourself a deep hole, mate. It makes um, sense. Anyway, the point being, <laughs> we've tried to make it as even as possible, and the way to do that is with the snake draft rather than a repetitive draft. It's more from top fair. to bottom. Definitely more yeah. fair. Which is awesome. I love it because the, the eighth person can often just like change the direction everyone's yeah. going. Yeah, just, one, one just and be eight. Like, I'm going to take the top two centers, and then suddenly everyone's panicking for centers. Like, yeah, you know, it's great. Yeah, it, it, yeah so one and eight, you have that power. You'll end up doing a huge amount of research if your if your league's competitive, mm-hmm. where you've planned out every position and ranking on everyone that you think is what worth what the stats are that we're going to give you, yeah. and uh, and what you think people are going to be worth this year. And all of a sudden, someone will make a double pick, yeah. and you'll have no yeah. idea. You'll just be throwing plans out, like, and, oh, you've, and you've got yeah. a few minutes. To to make a pick but you also you need a different stru- uh, draft strategy mm. wherever you are sitting in that order one to eight you will have a completely different strategy Absolutely. you want to try and dictate picks I think is the yeah. thing you don't yeah. want to be oh, we'll talk about defensive. tactics maybe just before the season kicks off yeah great. correct alright well so, look I mean I'll, I'll go on to a little bit about the head to head I mean we've talked about most of it to be to be honest mm-hmm. so you've got your 15 starters your 8 bench um, your 8 bench is going to be one from every single position so we're not going to have two props like you'd normally see an actual rugby team you can have one prop one hooker all the way through so also one inside back one outside back basically um, and the that way just that creates it so that there's there's no issues if someone pulls out injured basically yeah that's what I was going to say so yeah your prop goes down your starter prop yeah. your bench player just automatically <clears throat> subs in for it uh, another thing about that head to head is I mean this to me is, is makes is why draft rugby is so exciting is the fact that there's that social side and that strength behind it Mm. you're actually invested it's your mates you're playing them week to week and it doesn't matter if you're coming dead last you're versing one of your best mates that next week you want to beat them you want to have that moral upper like high ground for that following week I think uh, Kagi set the bar last year <laughs> yeah. with his head-to-head. He, he took on one of his good mates. We'll just call him Nabung, so he stays uh, unanimous. Nabung. Uh, actually, that's too obvious. We'll call yeah. him Alexander N. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and anyway, so what happened, mate? You, you had a few head-to-heads with him last year. Three? I did. Four from four. Four. Four from four. Four and wins. It, what, how what did you let him know? Yeah. Well, I had to kind of step it up. I forget what I did the first couple of times, but I had to step it up each week. I think... The last one I ended up sending um, just some, you know, you know, you send us flowers to courier, flower to work, and just sorry for your loss. One of those big sorry for your loss uh, flower bouquets that came to his work. And the best thing about it was that uh, he actually wasn't at work, so his boss got it and uh, called him and said, "Do you want to open this for you?" And then it just said, "Sorry for your loss," and just the fantasy score for that week in there. So <laughs> he's got to, to explain that to his boss, and it was just fantastic. Yeah. But um, you don't get this banter in draft, like fantasy system. No, that's draft. it. So I've got, I've got. There's big expectation, big hype on what's going to happen this year. But, yeah, uh, sure. That, you know, that's part of the fun. Um, so we'll roll on to trade the systems. trade systems. Trade systems. All right. So. The way it's going to work for us, for our system, um, is that at any time between rounds, so typically um, <coughs> around, so the games happen for us in Australia in our time bracket, the first games every week are at 5.30pm um, Sydney time, which is normally a, a, a Kiwi game, um, and so the first game starts then and the last game could be early on Sunday morning if it's in Argentina or something like that, and so typically uh, there's a freeze on all trades uh, and you've got to have locked in your starting lineup between uh, before the first game uh, on Friday and until the points then come out 
probably on a Monday. So, you know, we're going to be receiving our stats and updating the system. And on Monday, the points, you know, fixing anything. And on Monday, the points will be released. And so between rounds, Monday to Friday, generally, um, at any time you can make manager to manager trades, which means you can propose and then accept or decline a trade with another manager. So I can take one of the players in my team, one of my 23, and try and trade them with another manager. It has to be, obviously, in the corresponding position, so I've got to trade a hooker for a hooker. You can't end and up this, with... This um, is um, where Harry does his notorious trade rapes. He does, yeah. He's been <laughs> he's been well documented as that. So so just don't trust him. Rich, basically, mate, on your yeah. last basically anything Harry says, you've got to... Yeah, you know. just, you, seriously, if you're in our draft... <laughs> Harry, Harry, this, don't fight it, Harry. Don't fight do it. not trade with Harry. NSYNC... Do not trade with Harry. That's it. There's some fresh blood. That is anything from the boy band for the record. <laughs> yeah, to be clear. Uh, Double check. But yeah, so look, all right. <laughs> Moving on. That's the first part of the trade. And the second part of the trading mechanism. And, you know, trades are a big part of this. Like, you need to make a lot of trades every year. Yeah. Um, and so the second part of the trades are, um, obviously, there's only eight teams of 23. And there's a lot of leftover players from the draft. So we'll categorize them as undrafted players. And they free agents, agents maybe. Yeah. Just, just go for the thing we've been going um, for for six years, <laughs> seven years. Free agents. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's what I was going for. Um, so, free agents, and that can include, you know, like, you're obviously not going to draft a player at the start of the season if they're injured and only coming back five weeks into the season. So, you might. You know, there's a lot of tactics about how early do you pick up that player coming back, things like that. But, yeah, so... And that's where you want to do your research by looking at the injury ward posted by us. The casualty ward, mate. Casualty. No, I'm just following it, you. It, it's as if he's never posted a casualty ward, Harry. That's, uh, you know... Ridiculous. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, the second part of trades is trading... So drop generally dropping a player from from your team because they've got injured or they just suck uh, for a free agent. And the way that that works is that um, in two parts. So basically there will be a trade window which you can set um, and you get five trades a week uh, and you will put in... You can put into the system your preferences, like your priorities um, of your first to your last priority of players you would like to trade. And uh, it will be based on a priority system. So the bottom of the table, aka Nelson Dale, that's what that position is called, uh, will get first priority in the trades every week. It's kind of like a catch-up mode in Super Mario Kart. You give the guys on the bottom a chance, and so... They get the bullet. That's it. The the trades each week go (laughs) from eight up to one. It doesn't always work, though. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the trades go from eight to first and just goes through five rounds. It's not a snake draft. It's just, it's just eight to one, eight can to I, one. Can I just one. propose something live here for all the listeners? Can we have a blue shell where you just take out the person coming first? <laughs> <laughs> like maybe just roll a die at the start of the week. One of his players. Yeah, you roll one, and then if you roll one and that comes out, you get to take whoever you want. No. So moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you you put in your priorities, and basically, look, if you know, one of the problems we've had is oh, not a problem, but I guess. We, we've had live trade nights. We've gone to the pub for the last several years. We all go to the pub on a Thursday night. Except if you generally, play rugby. We're generally all waiting for Nelson to come because mm. he's running late as per because usual. Because I'm playing rugby. Um, and yeah, so then we would sit there and we'd take turns making going through our picks and putting them in, which meant that you could react to whatever other picks other people put. So, <clears> But if you were at work and you couldn't make it or you were away on holiday, um, you had to just send in and really trust someone generally Harry uh, send send in you know your, your picks in priority and we would implement them for you so in our system yeah you put in your priorities it works on a system of last bottom place to first going through those trades but um, once the commissioner commences the trade window um, every pick will get something like five minutes look haven't quite settled that yet and um, in those five minutes it will at the end of the five minutes it will execute your trade based on Priorities, um, and as it kind of works through each pick, you can update your preferences. Yeah, so you have the opportunity to react. So you, yeah, so you can trade on the on the. You yeah, do your reactive game. picks. Yeah, and obviously we also want to put in the ability to be able to just upload your trades. If you want to do do it <laughs> offline, um, you know, if you want to still go to the pub, which we will definitely still be doing, mm. um, and then just manually enter your trades. Um, that's you know, you would like to be able to do that. So that's trades. I hope that wasn't too convoluted. So I, I wanted to just touch on stats and the scoring system as well, uh, because obviously as it's going to be a little bit different to what people are familiar <clears> with. Uh, most importantly, you know, I, I think everyone wants to start doing their research before the season starts, and because our scoring <clears> system is slightly different, it's it's essentially pretty useless to do it on any of the other available data. I, I know before we actually decided we we're going to pay for a product or make our own product, really, we used to export some of the data for our own, you know, personal offline use, just kind of using some of the numbers that Fox Sports provided, mm-hmm. uh, and we would copy all that data across, and then we would work out the most valuable picks based off that. 
So we wouldn't recommend doing that right now. Instead, what we're going to say is our stats that we have from 2018, we've actually finalized them and, and it's all raring to go. The, the website is raring to go as well. That should be launched by at the latest, the end of next week. So you should be able to go onto draftrugby.com go to the stats section and you should be able to find everybody's total points and averages across the year so you can start to plan who's your most valuable pick who are you going to actually try and pick up early you know and start to work on the tactics of the initial draft which is obviously probably the biggest night of the year other than the grand final night mm-hmm. um, on top of that as well I guess uh, we, we go to what kind of stats we're going to have. So the obvious ones are totals and averages, and we want to make sure that there's enough data there for everyone to work with for free. Uh, we're hoping that we can have some sort of premium content, which will come out just before uh, we get into the thick, the, the thick of drafting as well. So we'll see how that goes, but it'll be something along the lines of three and five round averages or value-based drafting systems where you're looking at a value of one player compared to picking another player of another position because... The matchup is going to be, you know, if I have Malcolm Marks and Nelson has Cody Taylor, that's great that Malcolm Marks has 57 points, but when I verse Cody Taylor, he has 40 points. There's a 17-point difference in my matchup to him. So value-based drafting is this idea of actually being able to compare decision-making in terms of which yeah. position should you pick up rather than just the highest it, points. It, it's, it's bringing all positions together. Rather than just looking at who gets the most points, it's making a value from their position in comparison to mm. other people. Yeah, It's just some more advanced statistics, some yeah. more advanced information to basically to inform your decisions. Yeah. There's quite a few other little systems like that that we have. Yeah, so well. we have all that data along with one or two other uh, cool little things that we use ourselves mm-hmm. uh, to, to make us make come you know top two last year and last 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 year as well so you know there's no guarantees but 66% of the time it'll get you into a final based off the last 12 months we're the, we're the only three winners <laughs> in our nice um, but the, the, the idea is yeah that, that those stats will hopefully be available but at the very <laughs> least there'll be everything there that everyone needs to be able to make some good decisions and bad decisions um, beyond that in terms of the actual scoring and how our system works mm. I would say it's most likened to what Fox Sports did in the past so we know that that was the most popular and the thing that we loved about their product was how detailed it was so they did a really good job in terms of making sure that they rewarded every position for what they impact they had in the game and we've just tried to take that to the next level so we look at a few different things we look at the average positions of people that will be picked. Uh, so, you know, what's a, a, your average prop score? What's your average hooker score? What's your average <coughs> halfback score? We look at the top and bottom, you know, first pick, last pick, and we yep. look at the difference between those as well. So how much value is there to me if I get the first, the top halfback compared to the eighth halfback for my eight-man league? Mm-hmm. So they're the kind of data that we looked at, and then we thought, how do we... You know, the trend was essentially that props, locks, and halfbacks are undervalued compared to the other positions on the old scoring system. So... And also, another part of that was also just apart from getting you know giving all players some value, giving all parts of the game some value. So you know yeah. like some some events that were just kind of non-events, like things like I mean lineouts were great when if you got a lineout deal, but apart from that you didn't really care what was going on. So yeah. just changing up you know little bits, little things. Yeah, this, this so, brings in. So I think Harry was to it. Yeah, 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 that's right. Hmm. So. First of all, we looked at passes. Passes has been something that's never been looked at before in any of the other systems that we've been familiar with. Uh, for every 10 passes your player makes, you get a point, unless you're a halfback. So obviously passing is the core of their game. If they can get to a ruck and get the ball out early, they get five, a point for every five passes. So they get double the value for their passing game. And what this does is it bumps up the halfback's value compared to every other player. You're right if you're thinking it's going to give some value to the other backs as well, and even ball playing forwards, definitely. But either way, you know, halfbacks are going to be the biggest benefit, and that's going to close the gap in terms of making them more evenly valued to others. Yeah. Uh, we've also increased the value of tries. You know, one of the things we liked in, in back going back to Fox Sports System was they looked at uh, props scored 15 points for a try, yeah. the rest of the forwards scored 12, uh, sorry, props and hookers, yeah. the rest of the forwards scored 12, and then everyone else got 10. Well, we wanted to bump up and give some more differential between some of those other positions, so we've chucked blocks and halfbacks in there as well, so now they're going to pick 15 points up from their tries. So if you can get a try-scoring lock or a try-scoring... We half- ended up not doing halfbacks, but locks. No, I thought we did do with the halfbacks. I think we ended up not doing halfbacks. Contentious, we'll have to check. But basically, basically what everything we're doing is we're looking at that data that we're assessing and and we're trying to make this so every position is valuable. In in previous years when we've done this off, say, Fox Sports, there are, no one wants to pick up a halfback. That's that's always your last trade, your last pickup because you're not gaining as much. 
Um, so now the way we've done it, you, we're trying to make it so no matter what position you, you need and you're picking up, mm-hmm. they're all roughly the same sort of value. So just double check, yeah, it is 15 points of a half pack. That just stresses, you've got to make sure you check. Uh, so all these points, you know, we're talking about them, they're going to be nice, nicely laid out in articles so that you can yeah. actually just go through them and specifically check them. But I guess let's let's run across some of the ones that we changed. So things like... You're getting ahead of yourself, mate. Just no? chill, chill okay. out. Right. Just settle down. <laughs> settle down. So, you know you're we've added some value for tries for your locks and halfbacks compared to what it was before. We've also decided that line-outs should be more heavily rewarded. <clears throat> Previously, they've been worth one point, which is the same as one run or one tackle, which is just straight up unfair. It's such a valuable thing for, for locks. Not to mention the fact that there's you know a very small percentage of line-outs compared to runs and tackles. Yeah, of course. Absolutely, yeah. So... To increase the value of locks, we've said the guy that catches the line-out, the line-out jumper, is going to get two points for every lock, for every take, and we're keeping a steal at four points. So we're doubling the value of winning your own line-out, not to the hooker, because he's already worth a lot of points, mm-hmm. but to the line-out jumper. It, yeah, it also adds not only locks, obviously you've got your line-out options that are, are flankers, mm. and that's something else that there's, there's more depth to their game than other flankers, so it lifts those sort of guys up as well. The last specific positional one that we changed was we brought in a change on the run meters. So historically, for every 10 meters that your player ran, you got one point. Now, again, props, they're not going to run 10 meters. If they run 10 meters in one game and get their one point, I think it's pretty unheavy. Basically, they're Taniela Tupo. Uh, Maybe Stephen Kitsoff. Stephen Kitsoff, yeah. Uh, Might do it as well, but that's about it. So we halved it for the props. So now if a prop runs five meters, he gets a point. Ten meters, he gets two points. And then that way we're rewarding athletic running props a lot more than any other position. And again, it's trying to bring their value back up so you don't pick your props last just because of the fact that they're a prop. It's because they're they're hard-earned meters. Yeah, they're, they're in tight. They're... Pumping their legs through forwards, it is a lot harder for them to get those meters. Not just because of their size. Well, you're comparing it to in. A, a fullback that's picking a, a yeah, getting kick. a kick and then gets twenty yeah. unopposed meters before he even finds contact. Yeah, it's very, very different in terms of value and effort. And is it? It's two points for carries as well for props. Mate, you're just throwing stuff in that we've talked about and haven't actually. Well, wow, all right. Well, let's, do, you, uh, do you want to take a back seat for this? Uh, no, no, he's actually right for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I know my props, all right? As a former prop, I uh, take props seriously. No, yeah, exactly that. So we were talking about, you know, yeah. props were, were props were really the most undervalued position in, in Super Rugby last year. Um, and we just wanted, you know, the only thing you cared about was really that your props were making some tackles. You know, that's what you looked at picking when you're picking a prop. And so hence, you just left props and you didn't really care. You just kind of, all you cared about was that your prop was playing, basically. You're like, please, mm. can I have a prop that it's Good playing? Minutes. Good minutes. And, yeah, and it's making yeah. some tackles. So now... You know, props, yeah, a lot of what props do is is more hard-earned. So double the points for a carry, so two points per carry, and like we said, double the points for the metres. So they're often doing just those pod hit-ups, really hard-earned metres through those forwards, and they're now getting rewarded for it. The last big change that we made was in scrums, so there wasn't really any value. And the reason is that we've found from our research is basically if you look at the stats that's been provided, they will show you how many scrums your team won not at all per position so you don't know how many uh, scrums your your player scored or or won when he was on the park right so the way that we've tried to get around that to make scrums more significant is we've looked at the percentage of the time of the match that your player is on and geez that's even plugged in and it's dying it's telling me to shut up um great sound effects yeah so if your player is on for 60 minutes of an 80 minute game For every scrum that their team wins, they get one point. They're going to get three quarters of the scrums won. So we're just going to assume, I know incorrectly, but there's no better system in terms of the stats being provided at this stage, Mm -hmm. that the scrums are spread evenly across the game. If you lose a scrum and you lose a couple of points, well, you lose, I think, four points for that. Three. Three three points for that. Then again, it's going to be evenly spread across the game. So when you're picking your props or you're picking any of your forwards, for that matter, who are going to get rewarded for this, you need to look at... What's the strength of the entire pack? Because you will be affected if your reserves aren't actually pulling your weight in your team as well. Yeah, for sure. That's it. Holistic. Holistic. Is what That's right. So we've increased the value of passing, run meters in tight, scrums and lineouts. Basically, we've tried to make sure that as much as possible, we record everything. We reward every action of the game. Pretty much, you could tell the old systems are run by backs. And here we've taken we've taken There's the actual forwards. input That's from it. forwards. Two forwards. Two, two of the three of us are forwards. And yeah. we go, you've got to value these forwards. That's right. That's yeah. 
Mm. Um, so the next thing we're going to talk about is the final system. So our system is actually really quite unique. Uh, th- there's nothing out there that I've seen that's similar, especially in rugby. Um, there's options where basically they just have the season, and at the end of the season, it's, it's all yeah. Whoever, it's all about the regular season. Yeah, it, it's it's your English. Premier League, mm-hmm. rather than actually having a final system, which is when you think of rugby competitions, there's final systems. Exactly. Um, so that's how we've based out. So you've got your regular season and your table from that, and then what will happen is your your top four will flow into the finals, and what they'll do is they'll go into a potential three-week redrafting system. So they're going to basically, over for the, the first four, those teams there, for two weeks, they're going to redraft their teams. Mm-hmm. First place is going to verse fourth place. Second place is going to verse third place. Yeah. And you're going to verse them as a total of your two-week scores. And let's face it, drafting is... Like, it's some of the interest. It's one it's of the, the finest parts yeah. of this game. And, so, um, yeah. and the interesting, really interesting thing about that is... So there's going to be six teams available in that first week of, of your finals. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have vast majority of those blokes are going to be picked up. In the second week, there's four teams available. And you'll have four managers in the picking finals, teams. Yeah. So you'll have every player basically picked. Mm. And then what happens is you'll actually have someone who'll pick up an extra fly half, maybe before they'll pick up a prop, so that they can screw over basically the person that they're competing against. That's it. There's some some serious strategy. It adds some strategy, some depth, and it it is really one of the most enjoyable parts. Mm. Um, Then after that sort of two-week uh, semi-final system we roll on to the two winners of each of those go into the grand final they do another full redraft and it's the same thing there's two teams there's two managers so basically all the players are taken just there's more at stake and there's more risk of people trying to screw the other manager over by taking someone that's it like an actual <clears throat> rugby competition that ramps up in the finals yeah, that's when it, it's crunch time it's more, so does ours mate. That's when there's I, more intensity I, I love from my experience I love that the competition is still going at full steam when Super Rugby is going at full steam rather than kind of finishing and then watching the finals without that same interest in every single action of every single player. What you'll find, if you haven't done this before, what you'll find is you are so much more intrigued in every single rugby game that happens in Super Rugby. Two teams that you don't, two teams you don't follow. You don't care that you don't follow them. You will want to watch this game. You will want to watch your players. You will be invested in every single game in Super Rugby. Roll around to the finals rather than going. Okay, now none of my teams there. I'm a Waratah supporter. They're not there. You're still invested in this. That's it. It's it's just it's an exciting part of it. I, I think. would just. Uh, I think it's worthwhile saying, you know, so we watch six or seven games a week, whatever's available. Now, we've both, Nelson and I have both been married in the last 12 months. It's actually possible Mistake. to hold down. You can. It's ho- possible to hold down a missus and watch seven games. So if she says it's not, you can, you can, uh, you do can better. quote us. You've heard you, know, you, yeah, you can quote us. And do better. Send it to us. We'll, uh, we'll give her a stern talking to. That's yeah. it. Or, or him. Yeah. yeah, that's it. We don't scream that here. No. Yeah. Um, very good. Well, is that, does that wrap up? Uh, That's pretty much the, the final system. Is there anything you want to no? add into that? For the main course, I said, does that wrap up the main? No, no look, I mean, why don't we have a bit of a chat about the uh, approximate release date? Excellent. Oh, you mean that thing that both of you just keep yep. grinding me on every single day of yep. every week? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, look, as uh, <laughs> as I'm trying to push out the code for the platform, try to actually enact it. Um, I like to keep being cautious with my uh, with my dates, Which but look, is pointless. But it is coming down to crunch time. We <laughs> understand, uh, obviously, as the keenest of beans when it comes to fantasy rugby, that you need to get access to all the information. I mean, even just getting your friends to sign up. You know, some people are really bloody slow to just click accept and uh, make an account and sign up to platform. So we understand that needs to get out there. Particularly, you need to get your stats. So, like I said, expect a lot of content to start coming from uh, from this week. So Harry's got a big article lined up to go up tomorrow. Um, which will succinctly describe particularly all the points, stats, scores, how that all works. Um, and yeah, so in terms of timelines, look, within the next week, uh, we'd like to have up uh, all the stats and scores um, so that you can start doing your research, start getting together. And then um, I guess within the next two weeks uh, for you to be able to sign up, create, start creating leagues, <coughs> inviting all your friends and starting to organize. Well, you don't need this platform to start organizing your draft day. Try and pick a day, like as we've said, th- the Thursday before the competition starts is Valentine's Day. So start having yeah. those hard conversations now. Look, you, you can do it really realistically early on. You can do it before then, but the reason why we do that is there's teams out, you have the most up-to-date information, and because that initial draft is so important, you want to do that as close to the season kickoff as possible. That's true. We've always done it the Thursday night before the competition yeah. starts. Yeah. 
Although we got we screwed up one year when they put a Rebels game on on a Thursday night. The first uh, was yeah. that last year or was the year before? Two years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I guess I guess most importantly, <clears throat> you should be able to have everything running in the next two weeks, which gives you two full weeks to pick a day when you're going to run your initial draft. Exactly. That's that's the takeaway. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and uh, so look, stay tuned for for that. Um, and really, I guess look, Nelson and and Harry. I would say almost pests on uh, social media. So uh, absolutely, you know, like, uh, no, definitely. There's really no chance of you to miss uh, it, what's going on. Uh, <laughs> we will definitely never be faulted for lack of communication. I'll tell you that much. Pretty um, much half the rugby Twitter accounts you see are us. It's, it's actually it's true. It's scary, yeah. but um, secret but yes. agents. So look, I think we've. Uh, I, think I it, once saw Nelson have a conversation with himself <laughs> on social media. What do you mean once? You okay. mean regularly? Regularly, I regularly see that happen. I see Harry have conversations with himself all the time. No one likes it. No one repeats. So at least I'm talking to myself. There's value there for someone if it's me. Moving Something. on. Something. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so look, that'll do us for the main course. Look, we've we've tried to basically just give a bit of an outline on how it works, on how it's all going, um, and it's time for after the main course to get stuck into some. What you gonna what you gonna do with that dessert? It's back! The dessert talk is back! Can I just um, point out, Harry? Have you turned that down? So that was that was not your best. You you're a little bit rusty. There's a bit of music That's there true. before we got into dessert. Yeah, first one was easy. you up and you just you oh, just yeah. Look, it's alright. That's Jim comes through. It's normally this is our pump up song just to get really stuck into the, to finish off the podcast. I think, as, as William yeah. Wyrule would say, it's it's tuck in Friday. You know, yeah. finish strong. Finish Look, the we, uh, strong. We listen to that five times without any words spoken before every podcast. There's no prep. It's just listening to that on repeat. That doesn't happen, Nelson. But look, I mean, it's a good thought. Um, no, I normally listen to Wow Wee before you guys come over by William White. Uh, at true. least twice. Yeah, it's true. It's very. We're gonna have to get him to actually, you know, bless the platform somehow. But um, for the Australian people out there, surely you know the iconic Australian Grant Denyer. Have you seen him? Have you heard him? He's, he's done a Christmas. I have song. heard of him. Now, if you have not. Seen or, or listen to this song? Do yourself a favour. No, do yourself a favour. Listen to Grant Denyer's new Christmas song, "Driving Home for Christmas." You will not regret it because it's not very good. Because Christmas is a year from now. It is great. Yeah. So you're late to the party. Should we start the dessert song again? No, you you butchered that. Okay, you, only, you only do it once no. an episode, mate. Right? You only I get just, one. I you get thought, one shot at this. All right. I just thought someone just brought out like. I don't know, olives if you don't like olives or anchovies. That's true, savouries. Yeah. You just put the savouries out, yeah. You know, we, we have a sweet dessert. No, I, I, gave you, I gave you the ice cream. And no. you guys just went, no, nah, we don't want <coughs> Harry, please get a so, side course. The dessert for this week is basically a look ahead to what's happening before the season starts for our social media. Um, we are going to be releasing a, a blog in the next 24 hours, <coughs> as Kagi said, which just details some of the, the points, changes and things that we, we discussed already on this podcast. So that should be out hopefully by tomorrow. Um, we also have a casualty ward that's being put together at the moment for the preseason, so you'll be able to see exactly where the current injured players are, so you know who to hold on to, who to, who to wait for, and who to who to try and pick up early in your initial draft. And Harry keeps that super updated all the time. So I was literally doing it when we were discussing the start of this podcast. Exactly. Um, and. The last thing that we're going to be doing is we've got three pre-season shows. So three conferences, three pre-season podcasts and blogs. We'll do one of each. So the blog will very quickly outline, or sorry, very detailedly outline exactly who's in which team, who's coming, who's going, who the starting 15s are and who the guys are that are probably going to be more valuable or less valuable this year. And the podcasts are going to go into detail. So we're going to take that information and then we're going to try and pick it apart with our stats and try and give you as much insight as possible to give you a leg up against the people that you're competing with. So we're going to do Australia on this Tuesday in a couple of days' time, mm-hmm. and we've got a special guest. Uh, you you may know him, Jay Ball Staunton from uh, Operation Japan. Yeah, he uh, he went over to Japan this year for Rugby Pass and did a full preview of all the cities over there, which is awesome. Highly yeah. recommended if you want to go watch that. If you haven't watched it, it's about half an hour or so, and it is it is value. If you don't watch that, and if you don't want to go to Japan for the World Cup after that... It looks amazing. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. If you don't like rugby, you'll at least get to see him slap his belly at least seven or eight times. He's good enough. He's, he's great value, Jay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> 
and he's also he's a uh, the what is it GPS or the Brizzy uh, club I think yeah. club rugby yeah. uh, commentator for um, for rugby for Queensland rugby up there. So. That's right. So, so he, he knows his club rugby, <clears throat> and let's be honest, the Queensland Red side from Brad Thorne is essentially all club rugby players coming through. So Correct. he's going to be our local expert, trying to give you as much insight into who these new guys are. So the things that we've asked him to kind of give us a little bit de- of detail about are you know who is their first choice halfback, who is their first choice centre pairing, because at the moment you know in the last twelve months they're probably given even game time between two or three in each of those positions with the exception of Samu Karevi is probably the only lock so he's going to he's going to come in and, and tell us about the Queensland Reds and we're going to tell you the others and then we're also going to follow that up with uh, the New Zealand preview and we we, uh, we may or may not have a guess for that we won't lock that one in just yet and then finally the last preview that we'll do is the South African conference with the Haguares as well and we're pretty excited to have Paul Tate giving us a hand with that one as well so he's obviously the main reporter for the Haguares and very prolific on uh, on social media as well gives a lot of really helpful information out Mr. Argentina Mr. Argentina absolutely so he's going to be telling you Did about you just gender assume you got to be careful with that his name's Paul and we've spoken to him many, and, many. And, yeah, he's, yeah. he's a black. Uh, but <laughs> Pauline. Right. Anyway, I can see Nelson's the wine sit you hard. Uh, so Paul Tate will be helping us out with the Argentinian uh, information. They've got a lot of changes in their squad again this year. So he's going to give us a lot of good information that you're just not going to hear anywhere else as well. Beautiful. Um, and then, yeah, and then we have the South African one after that. Did you, oh, sorry, you just mentioned that with Paul Tate. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we might, we'll see. So go Paul Tate for the RGs. We and before might. that, we'll have Australia. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, uh, yeah, we, and we might see if we can get some South African um, insights as well because uh, it's a lot of, a lot of changes in South African teams. Um, you know, a lot of players heading overseas, even though it's a Rugby World Cup year. Um, just generally a lot of changes. Yeah, we're going to, uh, we haven't asked Elite Rugby Banter yet, but let's assume that this is their invite. Yeah. That's uh, if they get back to us, it means I've listened to the pod for a good hour and uh, we would love yeah, to. Yeah, they've thrown in tests to people all the time we've never done that to them that's right so, so this, this is, is our it. test this is it if they want to be on the pod this is it they act like our friends and this just to really real. commit them into it um, we'll just confirm that we have heard that Adam is a bull supporter so um, yeah. <laughs> boys get around it and get on the podcast alright um, maybe you can find us one good bulls player for this year yeah that, yeah, just one yeah. well actually I've got it ready <laughs> Marco Van Sarda Vermeulen mate <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay there's a few yeah. Um, a couple yeah very good alright well look I think that'll round out our dessert this is this is actually going to go down as the shortest podcast in history uh, I was worried that uh, just given our brief notes and kind of concept ideas we came up with for this that we'd be shooting for the moon again normally into the hour 20 mark but uh, no Harry and Nelson we're true to form 50 minutes we've done well boys yeah, I mean, we've had some good form. We've probably had five or six in a row that were quite good timing without you. But, I mean, this is good for you, I suppose. Especially thank you for reminding me to apologise for the drop of the content when uh, I departed from the podcast the last six weeks. Fellas, it's a proud day. We're under an hour. Let's not ruin it. <laughs> I think we can keep this chat going for another eight minutes. But we won't. So, uh, look, let's round it out on that. Um, very good. That's a bit of uh, news on the exciting things to come. So, again, we're now at Draft Rugby. Um, one thing I guess I should say is, at the moment, we're posting stuff on fantasyxpdraft.com. Uh, that you know will change in the future, I guess. Our articles and content will all be migrated to draftrugby.com. Uh, at the moment, check out draftrugby.com as well, please. Sign up, become a subscriber. Uh, at the moment, we're just taking... Um, What's it called? Like new subscribers for information uh, and updates, that kind of stuff. Exactly. So it's more of a sales page at the moment, but coming very soon in this week, you should uh, be able to get stuck into some content. So check out fantasyxpdraft.com for our articles coming out. Don't worry, you'll see them all over the socials anyway. But uh, our socials get after us at Draft Rugby. um, And it's going to be spreading news. That's spreading news. It's going to be a big one. Be part of something big. Big season. Nice. How How good is it that we have a short season? All condensed straight through to July. Yeah, July and look, there's, there's no Saffers round one, everyone else. No break, no worrying, no worrying, about all your, no worrying about all your All Blacks getting injured in the international window, you know, just like straight through. It's yeah. going good. Yeah, I like so. it. And then we're going to have a World Cup draft, hopefully. Nelson, Big shooting, shooting for the moon. Very good. All right, guys, very good signing off here. Look forward to a podcast coming out on Tuesday. Thanks. Stay slutty. <laughs>